Hey everyone, welcome to the Leadership Locker. My name is Rich Cardona and on this podcast, we dig through the lessons of today's most exceptional leaders to help you break through your barriers. If you're trying to progress your career, if you are trying to accelerate your entrepreneurial journey, which I know you all are, if you're looking to have a smoother transition out of the military because it is incredibly difficult, then you're in the right place. My guests and I are going to give you the tools and the resources to accelerate your curve, help you surge and just crush it. So here we go. All right. The intro is complete. And now here we are. Shay, how are you doing today? I'm good, Rich. How are you? I am fantastic. And it's so funny. Everyone needs to know that you thought I was this other Rich. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I get a lot of messages from a lot of I'm people. Sure. Man. I'm it's, sure. It's like, yeah. it's crazy to keep track of. I did think you were a different Rich, but now I know who you are. Well, I'm rich, not wealthy. You're rich. <laughs> but that, and that's what I always say to people. I'm like, you won't forget that. And they're like, who are you? I'm like, never mind. Ah, so, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> so before I started recording, so to speak, just now, I asked you about the last kind of mistake or something prevalent in your mind. And let's just say it circulated around business relationships. And you were saying date before you get married. Can you elaborate a little bit? And I'm aligned with what you said, but please elaborate on that. Yeah, definitely. Especially when you're young, you know, I see because I get a lot of young entrepreneurs coming to me now for advice, you know, hey, I just, you know, I dropped out of college, I'm starting my first business. How did you do it? That sort of thing. When you're so young and hungry like that, it's great because you have that motivation, you have that drive, but it's often coupled by naivete. Naivete? Is that what you say? <laughs> so that was like, for me personally, I've experienced this, but a lot of young entrepreneurs, you know, they just partner with the wrong people. Mm-hmm. They make a quick decision, not realizing the weight of who you own a business with. You know, it's, it's really important. It's really important. I firmly believe that actually having multiple personalities at the top of a business is a benefit mm-hmm. because the different personality types, you know, benefit the company in different ways. However, having the same morals and having the same beliefs and values and aligning on that level. I mean, I have friends with certainly a different personality than me all day, but the point is we align in what we believe in, you know, so that's the important factor to consider. And uh, I think a lot of young entrepreneurs don't realize that. Like I had a, a guy come to me and he's like, I'm thinking about partnering with this guy. Like 50-50, what do you think? And I was just like, don't do it. I was like, you don't even know him. You just met him. Like, just chill, just date a little, work on a couple projects together. Figure out if that chemistry is there. Don't just dive in. And he called, it was Luke and I who, you know, told him. And he called us like six months later and said, thank you so much, you guys. That was the best decision you ever made because me not partnering with this person allowed me, well, first of all, he did do it, but he did it himself. He did it all himself. And the parts that the other guy was going to contribute, which again, you know, can be helpful, build a team, you know, strengthen numbers. But the certain qualities that that guy had that he wanted to partner with, he just ended up teaching himself. And now he owns the whole company and he's scaling. He's actually to the point where he's hiring a a few in-house employees. He's doing really well. So it's awesome. So I'm going to stay on that. We'll get to LinkedIn, but this is really, really important. So everything you're saying is something I completely resonate with. And for me, I've just always wanted to be the only owner. I'm like, that's it for now, right? Like if I really need that kind of help and it's going to give me better access. Okay. But right now I want this high baby. Yeah. But what you're saying is we're impressionable in the beginning. That kind of attention and the people who want to partner with you is so flattering because small wins are so big in entrepreneurship. Where do you think you can 
have the presence of mind early on, if you haven't been through the experience like you have yet, or I have, or whatever, how do you think you could develop that presence of mind to be like cautious, but not have your guard up at the same time? Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, I think it's like that age old corny saying that uh, (laughs) Gary always says that is patience, like patience. I think that as entrepreneurs, we're really driven. We're really hungry. We are impatient. You know, that is a great driving quality. Like impatience allows you to scale quickly, allows you to take risks. Other people spend way too long thinking about. Yes. However, uh, patience in the sense that like your impatience and your drive can actually be your enemy at times and can actually mm-hmm. land you in a couple positions where like, oh shoot, I really wasn't calculated enough about this. Yep. You know, there's certain things you should slow down on and be very calculated about, like yep. choosing a partner, for example. Yeah. Speed in business. So you've had remarkable growth generally. And I mean, obviously on LinkedIn and, and you talk about it a lot. Thank you. Uh, you're approaching 100,000 followers. There's zero reason to even look at how did she like, it makes sense the way you do your business. That being said, tell me some of the challenges that come along with having to operate at such a fast speed because things are just happening. Yeah, definitely volume. Volume is something that we've had to work out a lot on the back end. So, you know, I have a team of people, salespeople, admins, VAs who help with my account because of the volume of like messages, requests, comments, inquiries, all that, all that. So it's something I certainly learned at my last agency too, is like, don't be afraid to make a mess and clean it up later. You know, I think because I've grown at such a fat, not, not just growing at the rate that I have, but also pivoting businesses in the middle of it. I mean, that affected it a lot. Had I just grown this quickly and stayed at the last agency where I already had a team built out, had everything on the, like it it actually probably would have been easier to manage and I wouldn't have had many inquiries slipped through the cracks, which may have happened during my transition, especially like I moved to Miami, I sold my last business, I restarted everything. So that was a challenge for me because I did all that. Yeah. Like right around the same time I started to blow up. So definitely the biggest challenge was just like doing our best to micromanage all the messages, make sure, you know, there's a sales guy getting all the sales inquiries. There's any personal messages that need to be seen by me personally, making sure they get to me and just basically reforming that system on the back end. Because like I said, even though I had a staff build out at the last agency and I had team members and stuff, it really wasn't necessary that I build that filtration system until I moved to Miami anyways, because that's when I really started to blow up on my LinkedIn. So yeah, just figuring that out, like preparing, like, okay, we're going to go viral. Do we have times booked on the calendar? We're going to get, like, it's pretty much expected when we, now, I mean, obviously you have to test everything, but we can pretty much gauge now based on all the data we've collected through all the different content, what's going to get us the most leads, what video we're about to post that is going to blow up our back end. And we prepare for that. We wait, you know, is there time on the schedule to take all these sales calls? Are we good? Should I chill on the high performing stuff for a week? So we get caught, you know, so it's an art. That that sounds like a good problem to have. (laughs) Thank you. It is a It is a great problem to have. And that's why I'm so passionate about helping other business owners do the same because there's so much opportunity on LinkedIn. I do not want to be the only one tapping into it. Yeah. So let me ask you this. If I'm a veteran entrepreneur, regardless of what industry I'm in, and and you're talking about, uh, you you know, you had a good product, essentially. Mm -hmm. Miami, you knew you were going to blow up. Uh, Aviation, we like to say, lead the turn. So like, how can veteran entrepreneurs who at least feel like something might take off 
prepare for that. Like you talked about building out your team. I'm trying to build out mm-hmm. a team and mm-hmm. I don't need some of them right now, but mm-hmm. I think things are going to get a little bit crazy. So what would you say to them in order to kind of prepare like maybe operationally or you know, personnel wise, what you would suggest is probably the smart move to do now. Well, just assess your own staff. You know, what are you at? Do you have somebody who is experienced with not just sales, but like social media messaging specifically that can Mm -hmm. get on your account, accurately represent your brand, your mission, the problem you solve and pull those people into the door? You know, I mean, that's like a big weak spot for a lot of business owners. Yeah. They, they struggle with that control and letting someone, and I get it. I get it. It is like, sometimes I read messages where I'm like, I could have totally done that. You know what I mean? But you just have to always give feedback, always be communicating to your team, what works, what doesn't. And just be honest with yourselves, you know, track everything. What content is bringing in the most leads? Why? Analyze it, reverse engineer it, remake it again, and just repurpose more of that. I mean, it's really not rocket science, but as humans, especially like individual content creators growing a personal brand, our egos get in our own way. And a lot of people neglect creating more of the content that actually works just because they have like an ego about like what they want to post. And, you know, and I love that your audience is mainly like veteran business owners. Yeah. Because there is so much of a play for that on social media. I don't want to sound shallow or like insensitive when I say this, because obviously being a veteran, you know, there's a lot of respect that comes with that. Hit it, hit it. But the actual like reality of veteran content and like veteran viral stories and clips online is they perform insanely well, insanely well. And that was something that I picked up at my last agency, you know, having curated and licensed thousands of viral video clips, thousands Wow. The stuff that had anything to do with military psh, explosions, wow. like, you know, maybe like a guy coming home from the military and his dog surprises him or just like he comes home and his wife's pregnant, all, all those military stories. I mean, <laughs> they perform so, so well. So if you can somehow tap into that for yeah. your own content strategy, for your own brand and kind of garner like literally just maybe like, I don't know how big your business is, but let's say that you hire vets and that's like part of like how you promote your brand. Like, Hey, we hire veterans. That's a really noble thing to do these days. So you could actually do like a star of the week highlight and every yeah. week feature one of your veterans and have them tell their story. It's yeah. most likely triumphal. It's most likely that they had a struggle. I mean, a lot of really privileged people do not join the military. It's yeah. typically people who need, they need to step into their own power. They don't have rich parents. They can't afford to pay for their own college. Oftentimes the military attracts people who are carving their own path and making it on their own. And those people have a lot of hardship. So highlight your employees, you know, share once a week, do a video a week on an employee. It will draw so many people in just because there's a lot of families that have some level of military experience and can relate to that. And then in turn, you pretty much are attracting attention for your brand, which leads to more eyeballs, more clicks, more leads, and more potential customers for your business. Wow. This is great. I have so many questions that I can't. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm going to save that for when I okay. stop. I cannot wait. But one thing I have been doing just, just to finish that thought is I'm part of a, a couple of different veteran entrepreneur groups. And what I do is I video, I interview them literally like 15 yes. to 20 minutes and be like, what did you do? How did you get to this idea? And how's it been going? And I want them to leave all the shit in. Like, please, like, I know how ugly it is. Like, tell mm, me. Yes. And I just Thank you. Thank yeah, you. I, it's so important. I like this one guy, he's promoting family fitness. So 
you, if your your children are between seven and seventeen, then they go and do a workout with their parents, and it's good and it's bonding and all this other stuff. I'm like, so how was it the first day? I was like, how many people did you expect? He's like, we had one person. Mm. And he's like, but for me, that was good proof of concept. I'm like, okay. I go, what about later? He goes, well, the next time he goes crickets. Nobody. Oh, and no, but it was so good. I'm like, it's not because it's good content because it's expectation management on an entrepreneurial level. Yes. I believe. So let's get into LinkedIn. So I already talked about it in the intro, but Shay is insane on LinkedIn. And you know how you really know you're doing well when people say to you, when people have said to me, like, oh, and the Shay Robottoms of the LinkedIn, you know, like the people who are uh, haters. Ha, ha. That is always such a good sign because that is people who who want to do what you are doing, but can't yeah. do it. That's how there's I know a, it. There's a name for content on LinkedIn. It's just named after me now. That's yes. hilarious. Oh, no. That is so funny. That is, no, that's how I you, love that. That's how you know you're really, really doing it. So I'm not going to sit here and play tennis with you and just be like, oh, your content, your content, your content. Let's talk about if you cannot, do not, are not there yet to be in a position to make a viral video. I'm a transitioning service member and they've already talked to a guy like me who's like, dude, lose a uniform in the picture. Please don't take a picture in the car with your seatbelt on or this or that. You are not a transitioning Marine. You are a something. Like that is a status. That is mm. like a process, right? Like you need to say what you are. I'm a project manager. I'm an aviator. I'm an infantryman. I'm a security, whatever. Like they've already talked to me about all that stuff. And then... Mm it's time for them to make content. You and I obviously very much believe in video content. They're not ready to go viral yet. Tell me about your approach if you were not who you are, but how you believe video content should work. Does that make sense? A little bit. I think that the reason I understand how video content works is totally because of my experience. You know, I have a really unique experience in the online video space, yes. working on Facebook. I mean, I really am blessed to have had that experience because I worked with so many massive blog owners, like literally they don't even exist on LinkedIn yet. All these blogs on Facebook, millions and millions of follows. Like some of my clients had 40 million followers, you know? So I would say that before I had that experience, I personally was very naive about content, mm -hmm. very naive about what to put there, you know, thinking what people would like. They don't, they didn't actually like it all. I, I just had it completely backwards. <laughs> yeah. But I empathize with people a lot because I was totally there. I was totally there in the beginning of my, I mean, my entrepreneurial journey really started when I dropped out of college and became a musician. Yeah. I mean, I was still broke, but I was, you know, doing somewhat of entrepreneurial stuff. I was promoting, I was trying to do social media for my music. I didn't really understand a lot about video content and how to get attention online and eventually pivoted mm -hmm. dissatisfied with my music growth. I pivoted and took advantage of this opportunity. I got to make video content online. But before that, yeah, I was pretty lost. I totally empathize with people just getting started, not knowing what to do. The best thing I would suggest that I was just kind of blind to in the beginning is really studying other creators. Mm. You know, that's what lost me is I just wasn't like paying attention to other musicians even who were killing it on social media. Like there's a certain way to grow on social media and have your music be supported by that. I just change directions completely when I started my last agency because that's all I did was study content creators, yep. remake the videos for the blogs, like, oh, this performed well, it was edited this way. Okay, let's edit ours in a similar style. It was so much data that I accumulated that I really learned, wow, if I had just been like 
prowling the internet for successful content creators who had a big YouTube following, had a big Facebook following, I probably would have saved myself a lot of time just like guessing, like I wrote a song and I think it's pretty here. I'll put it out and maybe people will listen. It's like, there's a reason you really don't see a lot of musicians making it in the traditional route anymore yeah. because it's music used to be like the content creation mm -hmm. music used to be like a delicacy it was like a really big form of entertainment social media came and it kind of wiped out music having any significance like music like i'll find music anywhere there's soundcloud there's, <laughs> you, there's spotify like music is so abundant now yes. it's really hard to stand out as a musician totally but it's not totally saturated when it comes to like just content video creators there's especially on linkedin not a lot of people doing it so just showing up consistently and just making videos at all yeah. you do have an advantage on linkedin but I would definitely encourage you to find other people on LinkedIn already making videos, potentially already in your industry to give you some ideas mm -hmm. and go from there. So you said, you know, you're blessed, you have that experience and you're also blessed with having a very, what I would call unwrapped personality. Like it's, it's all out there. You call it how you see it. And we talked about it before you say what everyone else is thinking, you know? So, yeah. so here I am an aviator and maybe I'm transitioning or maybe uh, I'm just going to go into social media like I did that barrier of setting up a camera right over there or this and talking into it, there's this fear. And I, I know you and I know it, it, the fear is just related to how am I going to come across? Is this going to hurt my brand? What are people going to think? Are they going to take me seriously? So you're blessed with not necessarily being afflicted by that. But you and I both know many people are. What do you think yeah. is, is a basic tenant that people can use to just kind of have the confidence to be like, boom, and I'm going to upload this shit? <laughs> Yeah, you know, you have value. Like, that's the thing people don't realize. So many people struggle with some level of imposter syndrome, just believing that their experience and uh, their wisdom is not as valuable as it really is. No two people have the same walk of life. Like, no two people. So that means you inevitably have value to provide to someone else. Yep. You never know. Putting this video out there, and I was scared too in the beginning. I mean, not necessarily scared to be on camera because I'd done it before with my musician stuff. However, like certain topics that I was delving into, like depression, for example, and my own struggle with mental health, absolutely terrified to upload that video. Like, I mean, like I was terrified in the beginning. I was like, am I going to like lose all my business? What's going to happen? You know, but I did it. Yeah, you know, I did it. And what I found, not only did I like actually get leads from that, it was crazy, but <laughs> what I found was that so many people messaged me like, thank you yes. for posting that. I feel the same way. I haven't had the courage. And it suddenly dawned on me like, oh, like nobody has the courage to turn on the camera and talk about this. This is actually, I'm really normal. It's just that everyone is afraid. So think of it that way. Like you being afraid, you get to now be a voice for all the other people out there who are afraid, who aren't doing it. And you take that first step, put yourself out there. I mean, I'm telling you, you will inevitably get comments in mail with people saying, thank you. That message affected me a lot for the better. And to take that a step further, I think on the business side of that, if you convince yourself that I'm not only, you know, being a torchbearer for this, you know, whatever subject, like it's good for business because you have to think of everyone else who isn't willing to do it. Like they're not going to get the visibility that they deserve. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and that's like so big. I'm like, I'm just going to go ahead and say what I have to say about this and we'll see what happens. But I always have confidence, even if I'm not in love with the post or the video or whatever that there's a million people who didn't do that today. 
and right. that's good for business. <laughs> exactly. So, if you are willing to do what other people aren't, you will succeed. And willing to do what other people aren't could be a number of things. It could literally just be creating videos consistently. Yep. A lot of people aren't willing to do that. It could be being vulnerable and opening up a little bit about your shortcomings as a business person. Yes. I mean, a lot of people aren't willing to do that. So it's, uh, I mean, it, there's a lot of reasons that people are unwilling to yes. do things that garner success. And yeah. if you can tap into what those are, take advantage. And then let's fast forward a little bit. And I know we're coming up on time, but uh, let's just fast forward. So now I've made videos. I'm seeing a little bit of traction. I'm happy. I have confidence. I'm posting daily yeah, or whatever. You do. <laughs> and we're, we're, I'm posting daily. Now, Sergeant Smith, who was in the army or whatever, is good to go. But he wants to try and take it a step further. And this is where someone like you comes in. If he's studying you, he'll know. But for those who don't know you, a couple simple steps to potentially making viral content. Uh, Once you have the confidence, what can you tell us? Yeah, definitely. Well, first of all, like if you're just now starting out, like you haven't even done your first video, the biggest tip I could give you is don't overcomplicate the setup. Hmm. Don't think you need to have perfectly edited videos and a fancy camera and any of that. Make your setup in the beginning as easy as possible because you just want to sustain. That's all. You just want to be consistent. The harder you make your setup, the harder it's going to be for you to make a video that day. So Make it easy on yourself. If you can subtitle, do it because that is one aspect of editing that makes a big difference since so many people on social are without sound. Yep. Don't introduce yourself. You know, don't say, hey, it's Joe Schmo. Here I am. Like, skip all of that. Just have a headline, have a compelling first line. That coupled with being subtitled is just going to draw people in right away and be real. You know, talk about your mission. Talk about things you actually believe in. Make sure to, you know do what you can in certain at certain points to flex your specific skills and abilities in your industry. Yes. But that being said, don't be silly. Don't like have every video be like, and that's why you should call me for a quote today. People don't like that. Just give, 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 provide value, provide value. And then on like the 10th time when you do ask for something, now those people are way more likely to engage you because you've just given so much. And the other thing I would suggest, you know, is if you are new on LinkedIn and you're having trouble just kind of like breaking into the newsfeed, not getting traction right away, filter a search for people in your industry, you know, people who could potentially be clients or just people who are in the industry, people who the content you're releasing that day would be relevant to. Yes. Like filter a search for them and tag them all in the comments and say like, hey, you know, I would love to hear your thoughts. That's a great way to also hmm. break out of that initial like dead zone that a lot of people are in when they start on yes. LinkedIn. I love it. And um, <laughs> sorry, I was just thinking back to just like some of the early days where you said, don't make it complicated. Well, I, I told you I was living with my in-laws, right? So yeah, just a funny story. But my father-in-law has a storage shed facility and this is like rural Virginia. So like mm. he had this kind of office and I just kind of took it over and it's all the keys to the lockers were behind me. I mean, it was so like the non-sexiest <laughs> thing and I started making content. <laughs> and then this, awesome. this company in Florida was like, Hey, we'd love to, you know, help you out and you could help work for us and we could document it. And and they really wanted to kind of help a veteran and get it on tape so they could look like they're doing good shit. I'm like, all right. So like, there's all this stuff behind me and it was just like ridiculous. But Shay, (laughs) I have that content so I could release it five years from now and be like, oh yeah, this is what I was doing. You know That's I mean? always fun too. Yeah, the <laughs> contrast. I love like Gary V's side by sides that yes. he'll do. <laughs> I, he, I mean, he doesn't do it necessarily to show that he's bad at he was ever bad at content. He does it 
because he's right about a lot of things he predicts in the future. Yes. So he'll like replay a video from 2007. Like, oh, I said it. Yes. I said it first. 100%. I, I love it. I love it. Awesome. Okay. So I will put in the show notes everywhere we could find you. But in case people are too lazy to read the show notes, where can you tell them to find you uh, so we could consume your awesome content? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Definitely follow me on LinkedIn. That is where all my original content goes out first. So that's linkedin.com slash in slash Shay Robottom. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty consistent on all platforms, Facebook slash Shay Robottom, Instagram slash Shay Robottom, YouTube, all the same. So you you can definitely find all my videos in one place more yep. so on like my YouTube or Facebook, for example. LinkedIn doesn't have like a page yet for all your videos. It's yes. in chronological order. So it's really, it's it's not yeah. the best setup, but yeah. Yeah. And then if you want to learn more about my business and what I provide for businesses on LinkedIn, you can definitely visit my website, shayrobottom.com. Yeah. There's also a form there to fill out. Awesome. If you want to set up a call. Yeah. Very, very awesome. Uh, thank you so much for everything. I already know that this is going to be value added like everything else you did. But for my specific audience, I know they're going to get a lot out of it. So thank you for your time. Absolutely. Thank you soon. so much. Thank you, Rich. means a lot. Thank you for listening to The Leadership Locker. For more about us, how we can serve you, and for other episodes, please visit richcardonamedia.com backslash podcast. If you liked this episode a lot or little, please don't forget to subscribe so that way my guests and I can continue to deliver some heat and get you the knowledge that you want. Don't miss an episode. Please join our Facebook group so you get much more exclusive content. Take care.